bless them, Father, just give them comfort, uh, help them to feel your presence, uh, Father, just um, help them through this time, uh, God, pray for, uh, for Eugene, uh, and for Janet, and Father, for the whole Reisner family, God, that you would, uh, you would bless uh, Jean with recovery and strength, and to get back to uh, get back to his normal uh, state of health, uh, Father, he would just continue to to be with uh, that situation. Uh, Father, there are lots of people on our prayer list. I just pray that you would bless each um, each situation individually, God, as uh, as your will would uh, would see fit in those situations, Father. And just uh, pray that you would just continue to to help us to know how to. Um, how to help those situations, Father, and those people. Uh, Father, just uh, just guide us in what we should be doing. Uh, Father, pray for our church. Pray that you would continue to, to lead and to guide. Uh, Father, to um, help us to see your direction for us. Uh, Father, what your, uh, what your will is for us. Father, just uh, as we continue to serve and to follow. Pray again for this service. Pray for Jamie. Pray for his heart this morning that you would bless him with your word, uh, that he would be able to uh, to give that to us, uh, give us the things that you have uh, you've given to him, uh, Father. And we would be changed. Uh, we would grow. Father, we would uh, feel your presence in our lives. And just pray for uh, just all the marriages here, Father, and just pray for every heart that's present uh, that you would bless us all uh, for our being here and that we would feel your presence with us. Thank you again for today. Thank you most of all for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see. Beauty that made this heart adore you. Worthy, all together one. 
If the skies above you are gray, you are feeling so blue. If your cares and burdens seem great all the whole day through, there's a silver light that shines in the heavenly land. Look by faith and see it, my friend. Trust in His promises, friend. See.
morning. morning. Scripture reading today is going to be Romans 15, verses 1 through 7. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we though, or excuse me, we through patience and comfort, the scriptures might have hope. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus, that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore receive ye one another, as Christ has also received us to the glory of God. Bow your heart to me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the wonderful things you do for us each and every day. We thank you for protecting us always. Lord, be with our little ones and um, put a hedge of protection around them, Lord. They have so much stuff coming at them. We need to, to uh, censor them a little bit and make sure they realize that you're the only way, Lord, and, and uh, everything needs to go through you. Be with the elders and the deacons of the congregation, Lord, that they might... Uh, lead us in the way you do want us to go, Lord, because we know you have the road map. We just need to follow it. Lord, pick us up when we fall down and dust us off and put us back on the right road, Lord, because we fall often and we need your help often, Lord. Be with us all and keep us healthy and safe and bless us always. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father.
Jesus, 
sunshine. By the way, you sounded very good. Your singing is great this morning. We, uh, we gather here this morning. Christ said to remember him as he, he partook the emblems off of the table there at the Passover feast and said the bread represents my body and the cup represents my blood and do this in remembrance of me. And I started thinking about what what part of what part of Jesus and what part of his life uh, did he expect us to remember? And I wanted to start with John, the first chapter of John. It says, Before the world began, there was a word, and that's Jesus. The word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and all things were made through him. Nothing was made without him. In him there was life, and that life was the life for the people of the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered the light. So one thing we need to remember is that God, uh, Jesus was there at creation. He was there in the very beginning, and he was God. He, he didn't have to come to this earth and, and pay a price for us that we needed to pay, but we could not pay. But he came and uh, even though he was God, he was, a, he was a creator, he came to earth, he gave his life that we could be forgiven. He didn't have to do that. He paid for our sins. And another promise that I, I like to think about uh, often when I think of Jesus I think he promised to come back and get us he promised to come back and the graves would be opened and we could live with him forever so we think about those things uh, let's give thanks for the bread and, and remember our Savior God as we come to you now uh, we, we pray that uh, we can clear all the things out of our mind and just worship you and, and give thanks for the bread that uh, represented your body and the things that you did in that body for our behalf. And we pray it through Jesus. Amen.
Let's bow again and thank God for the for the cup. God, as we approach you again, uh, uh, help us to remember the things that, that we know about Jesus and the things he did for us on our behalf. And thank you for the blood that he shed. Thank you he was willing to uh, offer that sacrifice. And uh, let us think about those things daily in our lives as we live here on this earth. And in Jesus' name we pray all of this. Amen. about this song and uh, when we get to the, to the chorus of the song there's a part that talks about um, in a year of jubilee and if you're not familiar with that what that is I mean, one we usually we think about jubilee as kind of you know party it's a festival whatever but you know, there's a little deeper meaning to that and that you know that's kind of part of the old law and I won't quote it for verbatim exactly what it is, but it's basically once every, I think, 50 years that everything kind of goes back to normal, um, goes back to what it was at the, um, in that slaves are released, uh, debts are forgiven, land is returned to its original owners, and everything's kind of made right. And so when we think about that, when we sing that song or that part of the verse, I mean, just kind of think about what that means, because it's saying, you know, in the chorus that you know, behold, he comes riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, 
Lift up your voice. It's a year of jubilee. It's a year of everything being made right because Jesus is coming back and, and restoring everything the way it was. So if you all stand with me, we'll sing a couple songs here. These are the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. And though these are days of great trials, of famine and darkness and sword, still we are the voice in the desert, crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, he comes, riding on clouds, shining like sun, at trumpet calls, so lift your voice, it's a year of jubilee, and as I until salvation comes. These are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh, and these are the days of your servant David rebuilding a temple of and these are the days of the harvest. The fields are as white in your world. And we are the laborers in your vineyard, declaring the word of the Lord. Behold, he comes, riding on clouds, shining like sun, at trumpet calls a Oh, 
I know, that's my bring everybody back slide. Okay, you can talk. to the Lord. We'll have Jamie's lesson after this and the kids can be dismissed to their class at, uh, during this song. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is a light. 
It's good to see you. I'm waiting on someone to discover the clicker thing. So if you see someone walking up here, you know something missing. And uh, we're about to get it right, I think. But anyway, let's pray together. It's good to be together. Father, thanks so much for this great day you've given us and all the blessings you shower on us every day. God, it's so good to be here with your children. It's so good to be here in your presence. And Father, I'm just thankful uh, for the hearts and the life and the love and the worship And God, thank you for your incredible patience and kindness, goodness, all the things, Father, that you are, and the way that you share them, impart them, give them to us. And I pray today, God, that you would feed us and encourage us through this time. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Found a clicker. That's another name for the remote, you know. Thank you, Garris and Jacob and everybody else. 
hey, so the fruit of the Spirit is patience. We've been going through the fruit of the Spirit, if you remember. And we, we say things like this, you know, that, that um, it's, we want to we we be real. Like the people that are, like the, the people that you can be you with. And you know those people, those easy friends. I was talking to Kristen about this yesterday. We were blessed to go to, and, and Kendall, we were blessed to go to uh, Luke Preparo's, um his induction into the Wa- uh, Waverly Hall of Fame. And uh, we had a great time. And I said, you know, there are not a lot of people that I get to be me with like I get to be me with Luke. There's a realness to that friendship. We've, it's tried, it's tested, it's been just you know, it, through a whole lot of things. No knock on anybody here. There are people here I get to be myself with. But there's, a, but there's a truth to that, and there's been a lot of patience involved in both sides in getting to there. A lot of love, a lot of joy, a lot of peace, a lot of patience involved in getting it both ways. And, and what God has called us to and what he offers us in this fruit of the Spirit And the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of Jamie's works or the fruit of the church's efforts or the elders' calling or the preaching or the teaching or the fruit of anything else. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And I want to go off on some kind of Allen Iverson. It's just practice. It's the Spirit. You know, we're talking about the Spirit here. It's the Spirit of God. Not If you remember some of you athletes, you remember some of you guys who love Sports Center, Allen Iverson just going on about practice, 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 Spirit, 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 Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's his effort, his work in us. And so the call is that I could stop being a fake me because, because it's not a, any, nothing is of my effort or my movement. It's where legalism finds its strength because it, we love control. We'll control the church forever. I'll control every one of you if I'm left to my selfishness and myself and never allow the spirit to do his work in your life. That's what legalism really is. Ultimately, it's a way into control. I'll control you. You'll do my thing. But it's, it's the fruit of the Spirit because it's the only place you can get these things. The only place you can live into these, you, can't, you just can't will it into you. It doesn't happen. So, so a secondary thing might be we would say, show me your humanity. Stop it. Stop the nonsense. Stop the garbage. Stop trying to be better than me, competing with me, trying to make yourself look all good because you are full of holes. You stink. You smell. You're dying. Stop it. Be real. Show me your humanity. I'll show you mine. We're not getting out of this place alive. May as well settle in here. In fact, Ernest Hemingway, and some of you right now are going, what? He's quoting somebody that is a... Ernest Hemingway says, the world breaks everyone, and afterwards, many are strong in the broken places. And some of you are hearing jars of clay. It's just enough to be strong in the broken places, right? But those who will not break, it kills. It kills the very good and the very gentle and those very brave impartially. If you are none of these, you can be sure it will kill you too. But there's no special hurry. I need to say that again because you need to really let this wash over you because it, it really sounds a lot like piling a lot of scripture together in, in, a, in a paragraph. The world breaks everyone, and afterward, many are strong at the broken places. 
my parentheses, reminds me of Jars of Clay's song, It's Just Enough to Be Strong in the Broken Places Chill. It's okay to be okay where you're broken. It's okay to be okay. You don't have to be a superstar. Settle. But those that will not break, not going to break me. Those who will not break, it kills. It kills the very good and the very gentle and the very brave impartially. If you are none of these, you can be sure it will kill you too. But there will be no special hurry. Everything around you, everything you're a part of, and, and I may not make the best application of that, that incredible paragraph that should cause you to catch your breath a bit. But the beauty of this story is that patience, everything you see, has got to have some patience. You, if I throw the, name, the, the group out, Guns and Roses, some of you guys are like, What? And I would say, yeah, they had a great ballad back in the day. Patience. We all need a little patience. Not saying I'm a Guns N' Roses fan. Not saying I'm a not. But I know a lot of you are right now because one of your catch songs is Welcome to the Jungle. Right? You love Welcome to the Jungle. Go Bengals, right? Well, yeah, Guns N' Roses. You rock and roll people. You thought you were country music guys. If we don't live this life by the Spirit, if we don't live and learn to walk in our humanity, you're a fake, you're a fraud, you're not real. You're not real. You're living another life because nobody's got it together and great patience is needed for all of this to happen. And the patience is a tough one. You know, we've talked the last few weeks about the, the unconditional love of God, that love is God, right? And we talked about joy, that God is actually happy. And his people ought to be the happiest, joyous people in the world. Not happiness as in happening like the world describes it, but happiness based on God and his goodness for you. You are saved eternally. What in the world would steal your joy? Peace. Peace with God. Peace with others. Peace with myself, right? And today, to, we're going to look at patience. And if you struggle with patience, you need to know that patience is an imperative. God did not say, maybe you should get around to developing some patience I'll be nice and know someone, be close to somebody with patience. Just don't bother me with patience. And if you say you don't struggle with patience, just driving that left lane, uh, you know, trying to get past somebody, you know, trying to you pull over and there's like, what's the speed limit? 65 and they're going 64 in the left lane. There's 80 cars behind them. And I'm just halfway to, to um, Oklahoma, you know, a city, and I've got to get all the way to Moab with these college students. Not that I'm driving fast. I'm just saying when you're supposed to pass, it'd be nice if you could pass in the passing lane. Stay out of the left lane, <coughs> Jacob. Oh. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I get, I've had some allergies going on lately. Ten and two in the left lane. <laughs> Ten and two, baby. Or have your phone service get weird and you got to call Verizon. I'd like to talk to, oh, you're telling, you're, I mean, you're automated. I'd like to talk to, oh, you're automated. Oh, you're, and you're, it's impossible to get anywhere. Jamie, if you just knew how electronics and, and how all of this digital stuff, I know how it works. I've sat on the phone long enough in customer service to know how it works. It doesn't help the customer. You get to stay and suck away hours of your life standing on hold. And then, and then they're like, 
Um, I'd like to talk to um, two hours and click. Oh, <laughs> he hung up on me. So patience is a difficult thing to learn. It's a difficult gift to be given. But scripture tells us some crazy things about patience that makes it absolutely imperative that we learn it. He called us to live a life in Ephesians 1 that was completely humble and gentle and patient with one another. And when you say, but why patience? Because God reminds us in 2 Peter that God's patience with us, his incredible patience with us, is what leads us to repentance. It leads to salvation. And then he says, so just be patient with everyone. But what do you think when you think of patience? You know, someone said, I pray for patience and then brace, or pray for patience and brace yourself. Well, that's true. <laughs> I don't know how else to get around that one. To develop patience, you have to be tested. Develop, to develop patience, you have to be in the practice grounds. As my friend Val Francis would say, Riles, if you don't pass the test today, you're going to have to take it tomorrow. And that's how patience is developed in every phase of your life. It's by God working in his, spiritual, in his spirit to work in you to develop patience. And in order to develop patience, you've got to be with people just like you. You've got to be with people exactly like you because they're developing patience and developing patience in them by living with you. So you have to be with them. And you've got to scratch your head going, what's wrong with them, God? While God's going, look, go listen to them going, what's wrong with them, God? I don't get it. And it's like, yeah, well, I died on the cross for you. You don't have to get it. The word patience, makrothomia, the, the Greeks... The Greek word is, that's the word for it. And it's long-suffering. And here's one for you, all of us who are proud, who watch enough TV shows, to be impressed with the quick-tempered, I'm just going to bash somebody's head in and get this settled right now once and for all, put us on the same page. It also means, well, long-suffering also means long-tempered versus short-tempered. And if you're someone who has a problem with your temper, Patience is a problem for you. If you're spouting off, flying off, and you feel a little bit justified in it, you are wrong as wrong can be. And everybody around you knows it. Your wife knows it. Your kids know it. Your friends know it. Everybody knows it. I thought I was doing pretty well with um. Eye surgery, stuff like that. One day, Kendall pulls me aside, and she's like, Dad, you're kind of being a jerk. I think I shared this with you guys already. Quick version. You're kind of been, listen, she is a very respectful, honorable daughter. She is very good to me and for me. And, but, but she's watching me, how I'd be just a little shorter than normal, a little shorter tempered, a little quicker tempered, not long tempered. It was, un, it was dishonoring. And she reminded me about God <laughs> and about people. And then we can carry around a pretty good jerk status, right? Pretty often because we lack long-temperedness. Expectations are what bring it along, right? I expect everything to go my way. We're control freaks. It goes right along with this legalism and things like that. If everybody would just work things out my way, 
then I wouldn't be so short-tempered. Wrong, because you're still you. <laughs> you find something to be mad about. You find something to go off about. You do it yourself. You'd be mad at yourself. You're just mad all the time. It is so dishonoring to God. Husband, wife, leader, child, customer, so whatever you're doing, wherever you go, lack of patience, lack of long suffering. It's right there in the word. Suffering. It's your humanity. Enjoying someone else's humanity. You're driving me crazy! I know. God's developing something in you right now, isn't he? Nobody's getting out of here alive. I mean, you're getting out of here, hopefully. Nobody's getting, nobody's getting out of here alive. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of growing. But everybody's dying along the way. There's difficulty along the way. So everybody's dealing with what you're dealing with. The humanity is dripping off of us. And to, to hide yourself from you and others is so dishonoring to God because he left heaven perfection and put on humanity and walked around in our humanity. The struggle, the battle, the confusion. I mean, what the disciples, you still don't get it? How long do I have to be here with you, doing this with you? Never understanding. So, so there's the setup. Let's look at some scripture here real quickly. God plays the long game. That's a very important thing for us to learn. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord... A day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. And if you grew up like me in a legalistic, you should be hearing controlling because we just set that up. Then you know the next thing is really bad. <laughs> How can you take this and make it bad? Oh, we do, because we, then we say this and threaten you with it. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So we take this promise and make it about not wanting anyone to perish, but we use it like this. If you don't give yourself to God, he's going to get it. He's just being patient right now. But his patience is going to run out on you. Patience don't work like that. Yeah, we get the point. <laughs> but the beauty is in the patience, the long-temperedness, the hanging on, never giving up forever with you. The, a, a patience has sent his son to die, and a patience going, I can't wait till my patience runs out on you because then they're going to pound you. That's not how he works. He's a lover. He's joyful. He's like, my patience, I know intention are running out on you, so you're going to have to go the other way and never, ever, ever accept my patience for me not to have to be able to accept you and be patient with you because I don't want to harm you. I want to do good for you. Read your Bible. Read it for real. Read it like it's supposed to be written, read cover to cover, context. Wipe out everything you think you know as best you can. And hear him say, I'm patient with you. I'm long-tempered with you. That, by the way, goes behind, right after unconditional love, incredible joy, a happy, wonderful, loving God, and peace. In order to build a doctrine about God, it's got to fit in the rest of the context. And some of our stuff is just kind of weird and fitting in context. 
with how God is so incredible. So he says, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. I got a story about that. A day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. I'll tell you in just a moment. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Hang on. Be patient. That's what he's getting at here. Hey, hang on. God's not done with you, and he's not done planning to take you home one day. He's not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness and say he's patient. I don't want anybody to perish. I want everybody to come to repentance. That's the point of this. It's a joyful statement, not a threatening statement. I'm so patient with. I'm not, no, man, I don't want harm done to you. I want good done for you. Patience. We're in Honduras, man. I don't remember who all. Tim, Jared. Zach, Tyler, a bunch of us were working in Chihuite. They want, to build a, they want to build a church building. In order to build a church building, they got to move a bunch of trees. I don't know what these trees are called, and I'm going to say a word in just a moment and, and, and to explain something to you. And if it doesn't make any sense, it don't make a lot of sense to me. But we got to build this, this, this uh, they want to build this church. In order to build a church, they got to take down like 50 trees. And we, we're like, okay, when we get trees, we got chainsaws, we got everything, we pull up. And we start on one of the trees. They've got this old, tiny little building, and it's an outhouse and a church. It's like maybe Ellen's room back here. It's little. I'm like, oh, we got to take these trees down. It's on a big mountainside. So we start. We have to dig out the roots of this tree, and we dig out, and we cut the root. And like, awesome. The tree's not moving. So we dig out another root and another root. And the roots are like this big. And so we, we cut. Everybody's like, good night. By the time it's like three hours, we've cut three roots, four hours, four roots. But God, finally we get, after all day working, we get all the roots uncovered. And all the roots are cut. And the tree won't budge. And the guy starts talking through Amber. Amber says, it has a, if you know what this means, just shake your head. I nod your head because I need help. A tap root. Does that make sense to anybody? Does that mean? Yeah. Well, the taproot in the center of this massive tree that we've had to dig out every root is way underneath. And it's bigger than all the other roots. We don't even get to it. We spent a whole day digging like eight of us, ten of us, just sweating and tired, digging out these roots and hacking them off. Two weeks later, another group, well, a week later, another group came in and helped uncover the taproot. And then another group came in and cut it. And it was a celebration because the tree came down. 49 more to go. Last trip to Honduras, a bunch of us were told we're going to Chihuite to help build the church there, work on the church. I'm like, oh, I remember Chihuite. There are like 49 trees to go. Then I bet there's still 48. It's only been like four years, five years. We get there and all the trees are gone. And the building is gone and there's this really long building, like church, double, double buildings, two buildings. One is the meeting house. The other is like classrooms and, and, and bathrooms. And our job then is to, well, it's makeshift bathrooms because our job now is to move the mountain in the back with Maddox and shovels and move dirt and stuff so that they can build bathrooms. And I was reminded of how patience, God's playing the long game. When did we, was it when we got microwaves? <laughs> no, we would find anything to be impatient about. That's been years. 
And they just finished pouring those two buildings, like five years, four, five, six. Well, it's been a while. Patience, long-suffering, long-temperedness. That's what he calls us to. Listen to what he goes on to say here. But you, and this is Psalm 80, 86, 15, this is that same word that we're talking about. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. He says something like this in Numbers. He talks about it all through Scripture. And so the, the power in all of this is that God has incredible patience, long-temperedness for us. And we say, and, and he says, no, <laughs> don't breathe yet. Don't catch your breath. I got some really good news for you. My patience that I have for you, I want you to allow me to develop in you so you have it with others. Okay, what's that mean? I was like, this past week I was sharing with Doc Counter. I went to have my eye, my macula looked at, and it was a little bit big, and the doctor said, we're going to have to, it's still a little swollen. I'm going to need to give you a, a uh, steroid shot and you know you get shots sometimes I'm like cool which arm he goes mm, it's in your eye <laughs> that's what God's doing here he's like oh cool give it to me it's like how's it gonna work and he's like uh I'm gonna have to make you a little crazy <laughs> it's gonna be a little difficult I'm gonna have to you're gonna have to work with people you're gonna get to work with people like people had to work with you you don't get to run out on them you don't get to quit you don't get to bail you don't get out of this off this planet alive and if you're a child of God, you don't get off this planet without developing patience, the kind that God meant for us to have. And so he says things like this. I love this from David. Waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry, brought me up out of my pit, out of the miry clay. And I sing a new song. He put a new song in my mouth. It's different now. The, the deal with this, though, you got you to make an, a different ascent here. This word for patience is not the one going through difficult times. Okay, David's hitting this, he's, but, but he's talking, I'm talking about the patience with God specifically because this word in, in, in the fruit of the Spirit has not really anything to do with you going through difficult times. It has to do with you being patient with people specifically. Specifically, being patient with people. And so Isaiah says, do you not know? Have you not heard? And some hope that God will see us. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. Oh, wait, I'm hearing patience here. Oh, they're making me so weary. I'm so tired of dealing with this. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths will grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who wait, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk in. Are you being patient with the Lord? <laughs> are, you, are you being patient with him? Because he's made a call on your life, and one of the calls on your life is that he develops patience in you. And the problem is, is when everything comes along to press patience into me, I want to run from it and be mad at God for it. 
When there's a chance that something's going to stretch me, push me, or do whatever, I want to roll on God and say, well, that's not for me. I'm going to do something else now. And he's like, no, 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 no. you got to be patient even with God. He's incredibly patient with you. But what about patience with yourself? A little patience with you. One of the most difficult things and frustrating things I see are people who cut themselves no slack. I saw with a guy this past week talking for a very long time. Thankfully, I don't mean that how that sounded. At the end of the conversation starts to end. He's like, and, and I should know better than that. I'm, I'm better than that. And I said, you are. That's awesome. Because I'm not. What you're doing is lying right now. That's what you're doing. You're lying to yourself, and you're lying to me, and you're lying to God. You are not better than that. You're a jerk. You're a punk. You're human, and you're a mess. You refuse to acknowledge it, so you make everybody else's life around you a mess. And that makes me mad a little bit, just to be honest with you. And it makes me mad when people in this room do that to one another, just to be honest with you. Because we are broken, every one of us. And you are not better than falling apart. It's just enough to be strong. In those broken places, chill, you are not a superstar. You are, because God's awesome in you. But left to you, you're a train wreck, and you're making my life a train wreck. But I'm patient. <laughs> I'm not patient. We're working on this together, right? We'll impact each other all the time. Train wreck against train wreck against train wreck. And I'm a train wreck going, well, at least my train wreck isn't as bad as your train wreck. I'll tolerate you for a while. Good, because tolerate is part of patience, just to be honest. So just tolerate. That's all the strength you can muster in the Lord. And so he says to us, be still and know that I am God. Chill. Hey, you, you, you got it all together, don't you? Be still and know that I am God. I'm going to be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted to the earth. You don't, you don't have to do it. It's not your job to make me look like a superstar. What's your job is to let me work in you. You have some peace, peace and you have some patience. That's what will exalt me. Not you running your yapper, making everybody hate you, but talking about me all the time. No, that's not how it works. When love is manifesting you and joy is coming out of you and peace is what a hallmark of you and patience, everybody's like, man, you can get to him because he is, she is so long-tempered. Run to them. When that's a hallmark, you don't have to talk about anything. Be still. Patience is a hallmark of your life. Stop holding yourself to such a high standard. It's part of what makes you crazy because you know it's a lie anyway. Good word there would be farce. It is so untrue, <laughs> so unreal. And then what about one another, right? God, patient with God, he's patient with you, patient with yourself, patient with one another. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. This is wording. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And then one more we need to read here, okay? For everything that was written in the past, this is Romans 15. Paul's such a powerful message here. 
For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in Scripture, the endurance taught in Scripture, you can see patience, right? Encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance, patience, and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. And this, this accepting one another, that's exactly what this word is about. You see, while we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely would anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man some might dare to die. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. Patience is also in the Old Testament referred to as loving kindness. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. It's not patience if you're only patient with, patient with people who don't make you crazy or bother you. It's not patience if you're only patient with people who are saved. It's not patience if you're patient with people who are Christian but struggle and battle. If you're not patient with them. If you're not patient with everybody that struggles and battles and wrestles. And you're not patient with yourself. And you're not patient with God. You don't have patience. It is not pretty. And it is not fun. But it is a call from God. And it is a blessed state to live in. I remember I was patient once. <laughs> it was really nice to be for a moment. <laughs> Let's pray together and we'll have our invitation. God, thank you for this day. And God, I would love to uh, give some points on how to become patient. But you know me. I would be an absolute mockery, hypocrisy, anything else. Because you know how short-tempered, how quick to be frustrated and selfish I am. So God, I pray that you would do what you say you will do. And I pray that you develop the fruit of your spirit called patience in us. I pray that you just draw us near to you, God. You are so good. And we are not. But because of your patience, I stand in front of a lot of wonderful folks today. And I thank you for that. In your son's name, I pray. Amen. If you struggle in any way, if, you're, if you desire to respond to this, man, come forward. We'll pray for you and embrace yourself <laughs> because patience is not easy. If you're not a child of do- or daughter, a son or daughter of God today, one of our elders would immerse you into him. You can walk out of here new in him. Whatever you desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing. My only hope is you, Jesus, my only hope is you. Early in the morning
Good morning. It's good to see everyone here this morning. We've got a nice large crowd here. It's great to see you all and uh, invite you back this evening at 6 and Wednesday at 7 for our services. And if you're watching online, we're also glad to have you with us. Uh, just a few updates here on our in our bulletin. Uh, hopefully you received a bulletin. If not, uh, make sure you get one on the way out. We've got a lot of activities and things going on there. But uh, First on our, our prayer request, uh, if you didn't know already, Eugene Reisner had a, had a stroke Friday, and he is currently in Riverside, and he's, he's doing a lot, lot better. He's improving uh, daily, and uh, the last update we had was he was, he was doing, doing better. He's still got a, a long road of recovery ahead of him, but uh, things, things are looking a little better. So uh, uh, appreciate everybody's prayers and concerns and calls, and if you would, I know they would appreciate you to continue to pray for Eugene and Janet and the family. Uh, that God will continue to bless them. So, so let's don't forget Eugene. And uh, also on our prayer list, uh, Dolores Gamp is with us this morning. So we want to thank God for that. A lot of answered prayers for Dolores. So she's she's doing better. So we're awful glad to have you here, Dolores. It's great to see you come in the door this morning. So we want to thank God for that. So continue to pray for Dolores. Keep her in your prayers and for Nola, and different ones there on our prayer uh, section on our bulletin. Keep keep those folks in your prayers. Uh, we would like to send our condolences out to the family of Michael Staker. Michael Staker had an accident at home, and he did pass away. A lot of folks here uh, knew him. Uh, if you didn't know him, you, you might have known his, his dad, is Marty Staker, that had Wheelersburg Chiropractic for years in Wheelersburg. So uh, this young man, it was a, just a tragic accident there, and he leaves behind a family. So if you would, uh, continue to pray for the Staker family at this time. Any other prayer updates we know about? Okay. Uh, on our upcoming events, there on the right-hand side, we got the men's wild game dinner this Friday. Uh, the father-daughter gala is Saturday, and there's sign-up sheet back there for cookies and for help. And I, I know it takes a it takes a lot of people to put that thing together, so we need we need some help on that. So sign up and get involved with that if you can. The ladies' craft nights, uh, February 6th, Winterfest the 17th through 19th. I'm sure you can still sign up for that. Uh, the fall prevention class will be here March 6th, and our home groups is March the 19th through the 16th. And there's a sign-up sheet back there for the homes. And several years ago, I got in trouble because we were kind of at this point in the stage for our home groups, and we didn't have anybody signed up. And I made a statement, something like, uh, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. And the same thing kind of applies for signing up for home groups. When I said it, I kind of got in trouble with some people. So I'm not going to say it this year, but the home group sign-up sheet... <laughs> The sign-up sheet's back there, and we, we do need homes or it, it don't work. So, so if you even have a, just a slight inkling of signing up your home, please do that so we can get that put together. If not, Gabe will probably be calling you or somebody will probably be giving you a call. Uh, this month, the uh, item for Midwestern is bath soap, so you can bring that and put it in the back as well. And I think that's it. Any other announcements? Anything that I might have overlooked? Okay. Uh, I wanted to read something here. Uh, two or three weeks ago, uh, John read from Revelation chapter 21, and then the next week, Wayne finished that chapter up, basically. He read the second half of it. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just going to fast forward over to uh, chapter 22, Revelation 22, and read this little section here. This is the last recorded, part of this is the last recorded words of Jesus that we have in our, in our Bible. And it's Revelation 22, starting in verse 12. It says, Look, I am coming soon. 
My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are dogs, those who practice magical arts, the sexual immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you, this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of the scroll, if anyone adds to anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes words away from the scroll of prophecy, God will take away that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this scroll. He who testifies to these things say, says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, and the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. So if you would stand with me, and we'll have a word of prayer, and enjoy your afternoon with your family. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for being our God. Father, we thank you for your word that is true. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness, your mercy, and your grace. And as Jamie brought forth this morning, Lord, we do thank you for your patience with us, because we are weak, and we stumble, and we fall. But we are so thankful that you're patient with us, and we thank you for your forgiveness. Help us to... uh, have that attribute in our lives as well with each other. We would love and be patient with each other. And Lord, we just thank you for the forgiveness of sins that we have in Jesus Christ. And Lord, for all those on our prayer list, we ask a special prayer of healing and blessing. We ask that you would comfort the Staker family at this time. Lord, please give them an extra special blessing of knowing that you're with them, Lord, and comfort them. And we pray for Eugene, that you continue to be with him. Pray that he would have a full healing, Lord, and Pray for our sister Nola and all those on our prayer list, Lord. And uh, we pray for our sister Dolores, that you would continue to bless her, strengthen her. We're just so thankful for seeing her this morning, Lord, and for you working in her life. Lord, And we ask that you would uh, go with us as we leave here today. Help us to grow closer to you each day. Help us to love you more and to love others more. And we pray all this and we give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.
future seems so unsure.